Amen. Everybody okay? So um, I used to be uh, kind of a, a a roller coaster ride snob back in the day uh, when I was growing up. When well, I was younger, uh, Coach Coach Mitchell. Uh, I was younger, man. I'd, I'd ride whatever. I'd jump from whatever tree with a rope into the water. You know, I'd get on a you know little bungee. There was this bungee jump thing uh, in in um, Daytona when I was in college. Man, I did that too. It wasn't anything. I, you know, I was like, bring it on. I'd do whatever. Um, until I was about 30 years old, and uh, and so we were. I was teaching in Madison County at Little Lee, and we had a had a field trip at the end of the year. And I got on. Uh, we went to Wild Adventures and um, the Swinging Safari. If anybody knows that one, all it does is go around. Okay, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not really a roller coaster. It's just that's all it does. And um, I know she's probably not going to be watching this, uh, but but Sharon Quack, used to be Quackenbush. She's married now. Um, quite possibly the sweetest young lady in our school. Okay, just very mild mannered, very sweet, top notch student. You know, I think she was valedictorian. You know, eventually four years later. But um, I, she wanted me to ride that ride with her, and I'm like, oh yeah, I ride it. No big deal. I hadn't wrote, ridden one in a while. Got on that thing, and the whole time I was like, I'm gonna throw up. Okay, I'm like, and I said, get me off of this right now. And instead of her being compassionate like I thought she was gonna be, she laughed at me the whole time. Do you understand? You need, you need to understand that's very not, not her character. Okay, and and she, you know, she was <laughs> like, I was playing around. I said, no, Sharon, I'm serious. Like I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. Anyway, so uh, I, I tell that story because man, I, you know, um, I, at that point, I, I really, even now, I can't. If I ride anything like that with my daughters, it is a, a definitely a, a what's the word? It's a it's definitely love. Okay, I can't remember the expression there, but it's like uh, it's lo it's labor, man. I don't I don't like it, but I'll do it anyway, right? But uh, why are we talking about um, roller coaster rides? Well, uh, that's that's the title of today's message, and you know where we're headed. All right, you know we're at the end of Mark. Uh, we will be done. I believe we'll be done, as far as I know, um, on Easter. Uh, a day, uh, Easter morning, um, but uh, with Mark, but um, we, yes, we, you know, we, we know this is about, um, you know, it's leading up to the crucifixion, the resurrection, but then we're going to see, today we're going to take a glimpse at, at Peter, okay, specifically, um, and uh, we're going to see several things about Peter's roller coaster ride at the end of uh, Jesus' life on earth, uh, as, as it was filled uh, with reckless statement. All right. Oh, Mr. Lewis, I have mine for a while. I have my car for a while. Repose, rejection, remembrance, remorse, restoration, and reconciliation. And so um, and, and this, we got to get through the bad stuff, all right, the low parts of, of the uh, roller coaster ride before we get to the high, okay? Uh, and so Mark 14, uh, we're going to go back, okay? And, and there's a reason. So, so the main, the main um, passage will be verses 66 to 72, but we're going we're gonna to go back, okay? as we start today. So Mark 14, verse 26, starting verse 26, it says this, After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will fall away. All of you, all of you will fall away, because it's written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter told him, Even if everyone falls away, I will not. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to him, Today, this very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he kept insisting. Peter kept insisting. Oh, if I have to die with you, I'll never deny you. And they all said the same thing. They all said the same thing. Okay. So first thing, we have a reckless statement. 
But this was this was rash. Uh, Jesus is telling the disciples, you know, he's, he's telling them, hey, this is what's going to happen, uh, and, and you're going to all fall away. But Peter uh, does what Peter so often do, does, is he opens his mouth and he puts his foot in, okay? Uh, and, and, you know, I think uh, some of us can relate to that a little better uh, um, than others. Um, and he even asserts that, he, he says, even if, he adds, even if everybody else falls away, he will not. I was imagine what that would have looked like that day, you know. Even if that John guy there, that most you know, he's supposed to be your favorite, you know, I bet he's gonna fall away. No, I won't. He probably will. Oh, James will too. You know, Nathaniel. Oh yeah, he definitely will. I mean, I can see kind of probably thinking that right. Um, even if everyone else falls away, that uh, he would not. And then Jesus then tells Peter exactly what will happen soon. He goes in. He goes in detail and says that Peter, uh, you know, you're you're going to deny me, deny me three times. Okay, um, and, and uh, again, Peter still insists that he would never deny Jesus. And he says in verse 31, um, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. Okay? So he's going uh, to extremes here. I mean, isn't that in a way a form of, of kind of some, uh, some, some gospel trash talking in a way? I mean, like anybody else think that but, but me? Maybe because I'm a, a, a you know, former athlete and uh, I might have talked a little bit uh, from time to time, Coach, uh, just a little bit. Um, but I can remember telling my guys, you know, we you know, not to do that. We we really shouldn't uh, trash talk. But then um, I would uh, I, I would partake in it some myself. Um, you know, uh, I mean, it reminds me of Larry Bird. Some of y'all, you know, how many of y'all Larry Bird fans? Um, yes, uh, still one of the greatest players. I don't care. He was fantastic. But he also, if you don't know, and I'm sorry to spoil your what you might think of him, uh, but he was known as quite possibly the biggest trash talker in the game he played. Okay, um, uh, one of the one of the most famous things that he well he was famous for telling the other team what the play was at the end of the game. He would tell the players sticking him playing defense against him exactly what the play was going to be. This happened more than one time. Okay, to more than one player, and he would tell them, well, "I'm going I'm to do this play, and I'm going to catch it right there on the right wing, and I'm going to make the shot." You know, and he would do it, and he'd be like, "I told you." Yeah, uh, so a little bit trash. And then he was also famous during a three-point contest in the NBA. Uh, the, during the All-Star uh, festivities, he was famous for walking into the room of the three-point shooters contest, all the guys who were going to be in that contest, and saying, okay, which one of you is playing for second place? <laughs> all right, anyway. But uh, I just, sorry, I had to take that little, that little detour. But um, notice, though, that Peter wasn't the only one who, who said that last part there, as Mark records, that they all said the same thing. So, um but why, why is Peter kind of brought out? Because uh, well, what we're looking at today is what Jesus foretold. He, he says a few verses earlier that everyone will fall away, and then he gets very specific. Okay? Um, and, and I don't know if maybe, maybe his timing was off uh, because other ones said some other things, but you know, in between um, him saying all will fall away, Peter has to say something. You know, Peter says, well, even if everyone falls away in verse 29, I will not. Again, then Jesus is like, oh, okay. I guess in my mind, I'm, you know, this is this is uh, the Patrick uh, translation here. But I'm thinking, well, Jesus is probably like, oh, okay. Well, specifically, since you said something, I can like a teacher sometimes gets on the, you know, <laughs> we're doing general stuff, and then somebody says something. Okay, well, since you're talking, now I'm going to talk to you. You know, it's kind of like that. Okay, well, since you're going to say something, well, you're actually going to deny me three times, okay, before the rooster crows. Uh, and so, and then maybe that's why all four gospel writers record this event, okay, all right, all four. All right, and so we have the reckless statement. 
Now let's go, and you see the central statement. I'm not going to read it every time because some of these are going to be very short, uh, you know, shorter than others. So I'll probably get a, um, a bad grade if it was an essay, right, Miss Donna, because it's supposed to be more consistent across, right? And, okay. um, but repose, and, and my other, and as well, Miss Nis. Um, this is another word for sleep, right? Repose, sleep. Don't use it very often, but, you know, still. Uh, and I mentioned a couple weeks ago uh, how much I love sleep. And I love taking a nap, man. I, I, you know, and there's something about that. I, I, it's like, it's, and I'm one who can power nap. Give me about, you know, on a regular day, give me about 20 minutes, and I'm good. And I can, go, I can move on. Now, Sunday, hmm, Sunday is more of a nap, okay, like a long one. But, um, I, you know, something about that. And you, if you all recall, a few weeks ago, right, whenever Jesus was in the garden, Remember that grief in the garden, okay? We all uh, remember. If you weren't here, it's okay. You still probably know the story, okay? Uh, so um, how about this particular verse? So uh, look on the screen there. If you're going back a little bit before we get back to verse 66. So in ver verse 37 of, of the 14th chapter of Mark, Then he came, Jesus came and found them sleeping. He said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? And, and a pause there, just a reminder, he doesn't call him Peter. Although he'd given him the name Peter, meaning rock. At that moment, he was not acting like the faithful rock. Okay? He, he was acting like the old self. Okay? And so uh, he says, Simon, are you sleeping? Couldn't you, couldn't you stay awake one hour? Uh, stay awake and pray so that you won't enter temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And then we know that Peter and others actually fall asleep three times. Three times he fall, they fall asleep. Okay? Um, and, and he wasn't obviously supposed to to do that, if you recall. And, and Jesus had, had told him, you know, stay awake, okay? watch and pray. Uh, and we, we mentioned that and uh, how it was really, that was a time when they probably would have been staying awake anyway, but for whatever reason, they kept going to sleep. And so he, he makes a reckless statement. He, he reposes. And then number three, he rejects, or what we call deny. Right? This is a, another word for simple denial. And as we look at the denial. This one will be a little bit longer. We're going to look at four things um, in his threefold denial of Christ. Okay? And we're going to see that uh, he followed Jesus at a distance, that he fellowshiped with non-believers at the fire. He flapped his gums. Okay, sorry, I had to, all right, which I know y'all like that. And, and then there's a fear of man. And so, uh, and so I, and I think as if you look at those things, um, it's, it, it <laughs> You, we'll, there's kind of a, a model in some way, although it doesn't always go in every step, that can be a, uh, a model of people falling away uh, and, and being pulled away from their devotion to Christ. Okay? And if they do these same steps, they, these same things that Peter does in just this glimpse of just this little passage of Scripture. All right? uh, and so I, just, I, feel, I feel like um, you know, I know it spoke to me and I hope it speaks to you. So Mark 14, verse 54, following Jesus at a distance. Peter followed him at a distance, right into the high priest's courtyard. He was sitting with the servants, warming himself by a fire. So the first thing we see is that he followed Jesus at a distance. And while it's commendable that he was following Jesus anyway, right, he was following him, okay, um, and, and who knows why? Like I had to take a little spiritual dirt road here, you know. Uh, was he planning to do something rash? I mean, it's Peter, y'all. Like, I mean, can, I mean, is it possible? Isn't it somewhat possible that he was making some type of plan? Uh, maybe bust Jesus out of, this, of the situation. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, go guns a blazing. I, I don't. I don't know. 
All right, what what you know? Again, we we don't really know his his uh, what his intentions were. Uh, I'm just putting here. I wouldn't put it past him. The point is that there was there was distance. He he was specifically you know he, he yes yes he was following to see what was going to happen, but it was from a distance. It was from a distance, and um, that definitely again could be a first step towards going you know pulling away from Christ and and not being and not really following Him in our everyday lives. Um, and, and that's not being close to Christ, keeping our distance on purpose. I, we, we've we've seen it, right? We, you know, no need to call names or anything, but I'm sure you've seen it at churches and you, you know, other people that you know or Christians. You know, you know they have a relationship with Christ, but then they start pulling away and they start distancing themselves from you. All right, they they don't ask you to pray for them anymore. Um, you know, they don't have those conversations with you like they used to have, and then they stop going to church. Right? They stop going to church. We we see it. They 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 want to keep a distance. The distance between themselves and God, uh, you know, and, and again, this could this could personally mean their own daily walk with God and with corporate fellowship. And, uh, you know, a side sermon, I have a side sermon, another that will preach moment that I've been doing for a while now, uh, which is good for me because I uh, kind of go, uh, kind of do that from time to time anyway. Um, but we, you know, I have here, wrote here this morning, or, you know, I worked on this, we need the church, the body of Christ. We need it. And, and, and uh, you know, and, and I, I, I appreciate those who are watching uh, Facebook. I know some are watching. I know my, my, um, my mom and, and Roy are watching because they're not feeling well. I right, love you guys. Hope y'all feel better. Um, but I know there's some people who watch, and, and I appreciate you if you're watching uh, from Facebook. Um, but it's nothing like actual person-to-person fellowship with the body of Christ. Uh, come to church. Come. Uh, I mean, you know, and, and like I said before, I know COVID, you know, the, the good thing is, is, is people thought that COVID was going to shut down God and his work, and it didn't, all right? Because God's not, you know, that's not possible. Amen? All right? God won't be stopped. And I think it's great that many people are, you know, that the, the gospel uh, message is spreading out. But, and if you're sitting home on purpose, come back. All right? Come, and, and, and there's nothing like seeing people that are here that you love. They love you guys. Right? And so come, come, be an, be an actual person. Uh, attendance and interaction with other people, and so following Jesus. The first thing, first thing we see Peter do, and, and first thing that people could do uh, uh, in a pulling away from God in their lives is following at a distance. Okay, keeping our distance. Then the second thing, fellowship with non-believers at the fire. Now, um, I'm not saying we should not have fellowship with not with non-believers because we should have interaction with others. I mean, Jesus hung out with those very people. Okay, um, but there's still some point there, I believe. And so let's look at the next uh, couple of verses. All right, that actually is going to be in verses 66 through 68. I'm going to jump there real quick. Okay, while Peter was in the courtyard below, one of the high priest's maidservants came. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, "You also were with Jesus, the man from Nazareth." But he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about. Then he went out to the entryway, and a rooster crowed. It's very, very likely, based on the study that I did, you know, I love the details and the study of this, that Peter was hanging out with the same people who beat Jesus. We talked about last week. Uh, the same ancient Greek word is used for both groups. So it's very, very possible that he was with, again, he was sitting around the fire, the same people that beat Jesus just earlier. Okay? Now, he associated with, with, uh, with these same men. And while they're warming themselves, a servant girl recognized Peter, and Peter denies. Denial number one. Okay? Uh, a side note, G, you know, she, she says Jesus, the man from Nazareth. Again, we, we mentioned that before. That was an insult. 
condescending, disrespectful. Uh, you know, reminds us of, 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 I think it was Nathaniel or someone in the Bible saying, you know, from Nazareth, can anything good come from Nazareth? You know, um, it was disrespectful. But back to the main point, it appears that, that Peter walked towards the gate, possibly to put him in a situation where there was less light and he wouldn't be so uh, easily recognizable. It makes sense. He, he walked away from the fire hoping maybe people wouldn't recognize him. And then denial number two, verse 69 to 70, the first part of 70, all right, 70A is what you, how you uh, say that. When the maidservant saw him again, she began to tell those standing nearby, this man is one of them. But again, he denied it. Okay? That's denial number two. And then we're going to go right to the third thing, but I just want to reiterate uh, the kind of the step so far. Following Jesus at a distance, fellowshipping with non-believers, okay? and then flapped his gums and y'all know that's funny all right but i had to make it work right so um but look at the second part of 70 and verse 71 after a little while those standing there those standing there more than one okay those so more than one person uh said to peter again you certainly are one of them since you're also a galilean then he started to curse and swear i don't know what this man this man you're talking about okay i don't know this man you're talking about denial number three uh, let me read. A, let me read another translation again, Miss Ronnie. You're doing awesome uh, about from verse 70, the New King James Version. Okay, but he denied it. And listen to this part. And a little later, those who stood by Peter, uh, who stood by, said to Peter again, "Surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean." And this part here, and your speech shows it. Okay, how else could they have known his accent if he hadn't been talking? Okay, that's one of those. It's not in there, but it's there, okay? I, like, uh, his, his speech gave, him, gave himself away. Now, I don't know about you, but I probably would have kept him quiet at this point, right? I mean, I'd have been, I wouldn't have been saying anything, okay? If, I, if that was my intention or, you know, if I'm thinking I might, I might, they might get me too, whatever, I'm, if they know who I am, they recognize me, I'm trying to get away from the fire, you know, and all that, well, I'm definitely not going to say anything. Not Peter, all right? It's right there, okay? Kind of read between the lines, all right? Uh, it was, and it was more than one person this time. And again, they recognize his accent that he is from, Gal from Galilee. And he is furious. Now, he, he is furious. And go back and, uh, you, you know, uh, I, he started to curse and swear. I don't know this man you're talking about. Okay? See, Matthew says that Peter said this with an oath. And you can get in kind of the, the mix, kind of get lost in the details there. What does the words mean? Uh, was he was he using profanity? I'm not so sure that was it. Uh, to curse means to call down God's curse on oneself. To swear refers to taking an oath in God's name. So um, it, it's more like a guarantee that what one said was true. Um, it was like, like, you can strike me down if I'm lying. I don't know that man. You could strike me down if I'm lying. That's kind of more the, the gist there. But he's being very, very strong, like, you know, I don't know him. What you talking about? I don't know that man. Right? How dare you? Question me, right? In addition, notice at this time, Peter denied even knowing Christ at all. Okay? Remember when Peter said, Matthew 16, verse 16, wait, you know, he, he said, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Right? He said that a long time ago. The same man who says you are the Messiah. Who do people say I am? You know, Peter says you are the Messiah, the, the Son of the living God. And upon that rock, I'll build my church, right? Now he says he doesn't even know the man. Wow, what a change. And then it's so easy to for us to cast judgment, right? So easy. 
Oh, Peter, I can't believe you. I can't believe you'd do that. Remember when you were to rock? Remember when you, when you made that confession, but we do the same thing? Amen or oh me, right? We don't take stands for Christ. We keep silent when we should speak up. We even blend in so well that nobody even knows we're Christians. Amen or oh me. Why though? Why did Peter why did Peter deny Jesus three times? I agree with what many scholars have said that Peter feared for his life. He feared man, which is the next one. So we see a we see him falling at a distance and, and keep that that parallel, that, that metaphor in mind as far as what could happen to the people with if they follow these same steps. Um, fellowship with non-believers, flapping our gums. We fear man. This is the last one. Hey. Anybody remember Elmer Fudd? <laughs> You're like, what did that come from? Be very, very careful. I'm hunting wabbits. All right. I wrote that down. I don't know why when I was working on this, but I said that be very, be very, very careful, because there by the grace of God goes us all. Okay. Psalm fifty-six verses three and four. We read it earlier today. I'm going to read it again. When I am afraid, I'm afraid I will trust in you, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Psalm 118, verse 6, it says, The Lord is for me, I will not be afraid. Again, what can a mere mortal do to me? Who am I to be afraid of a man? Okay. But be careful as those steps, again, could lead to a moving away from God. And so we see this roller coaster, and we're still on the bottom. Man, we've been on the bottom for a while. Okay. He's going to go up a little bit. Okay, A little bit of a hump. Okay, It's like, you know, it goes down for a long time, a little bit of a hump. All right, so... We're going to go right back down after this. But number four, remembrance. Mark 14, verse 72, Immediately a rooster crowed a second time, and Peter remembered when Jesus had spoken the word to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. We'll look at that in a, in a moment. Okay, the next one right, with the remorse. And then Luke Luke says in 22, verse 61, Then the Lord turned and looked at Peter. So Peter remembered the word of the Lord. How he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. Ha, whew. That always gets me. Anybody else? Can you imagine being, being Peter, and when you when you denied it, denied Jesus three times, and, and Jesus somehow caught your glimpse? I mean, made eye contact with you. Man, how easy we forget. Me, how easy we we, we forget, and, and and we should remember. And this is a short one, all right. But some of us need to remember what God thinks about it about us. We need to remember what God thinks about us when we're struggling. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what type of look that is. I'm not God. But he looked and turned and looked at Peter. I think in our minds, and this is just, I don't have this written this, you know, uh, or anything, but I, I, I'm thinking maybe in our, in, in our minds, because we, we think, you know, I've got to check off, I've got a list of things, and I've got to earn, 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 that maybe we're thinking Jesus is looking at him in a stern way. I don't, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, just conjecture, right? But maybe he's looking at them in different eyes. You know, some of us need to remember that 
Remember what God thinks of us whenever we're struggling. Remember, remember God's promises. Amen. Remember that God tells us to fear not. Some say 365 times in the Bible. Right? One for every day. Remember what he did to restore relationship with us. Remember that he sent his son to die in our place. Remember that God is faithful. Amen. So we, he, he does have some remembrance there. And then, then there's remorse, which I think could, you know, will go along right with remembrance. Remorse is defined simply as a deep and painful regret for wrongdoing. The end of verse 72 says, and he broke down and wept. And listen, right, that's not just a little silent tear. That's not just a little, a little bitty tear. It means to convulse in sorrow. Your whole body convulsing in sorrow. He had the correct response. He, he's broken. And see, we, we all, I'm sure at some point, we reach that in our lives, right? And dare I say that, that we should reach it more often? But we don't want to go there. We want to hold off. We want to be strong because we're, we're strong. We can handle it. Instead of just crying out to God. And I have this written down, and, and it spoke to me really powerfully. I don't know if it will speak to anybody here. God will use what he, what he wants here. But instead, I wrote here that we have a tendency to be nonchalant in our treatment of sin. Nonchalant. And, and I mentioned before how that's one thing. Whoo, Coach Mitchell. Right, that's one thing as a coach. I, I couldn't stand. I can't. I, I, one thing as a teacher. You teach in the house. I can't stand. I can't. I can't make you care. I can't put care in your in your heart. There it is. A little care. A little care for you. A little care for you. Right, I can't do it. But boy, whoo. We, we, we treat. We treat. I, I put here. We play patty cakes with our sin rather than punch it in the mouth. Maybe we punch it in the mouth a little more more often. Amen. See, Peter's roller coaster ride was filled with reckless statement, repose, rejection, remembrance, remorse. But Paul Harvey, remember old Paul Harvey, Mr. Mike, Paul Harvey. And now we have the rest of the story. All right. And boy, if it don't get if this don't get in you, if this don't get you excited, if I cry a couple times, you'll forgive me. Woo. Restoration and reconciliation. Let's go to a whole nother gospel. Gospel of John, chapter 21, verses 15 and 19. Jesus has already gone to the cross. We're fast forwarding a little bit. He's already risen from the dead. And then this. John records it. If this don't make you... Oh, here we go. When they had eaten breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said to him. You know that I love you. Feed my lambs, he told him. A second time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, he said to him. You know that I love you. Shepherd my sheep, he told him. He asked him the third time. Appropriate. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved that he asked him a third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep, Jesus said. Truly I tell you, when you're younger, you would, die your, you would tie your belt and walk whenever you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will tie you and carry you where you want to go, where you don't want to go. He said this to indicate by what kind of death 
Peter would glorify God. After saying this, he told him, follow me. Jesus didn't forget about Peter. And he doesn't forget about you. See, the song that, that we played this morning, The God Who Stays. Now, I made this comment as we were coming you know, um, to church this morning that you know, this, this, whole, this whole sermon is not about Peter's failure, although it seems like there's an awful lot there. It's God's faithfulness. Amen? This is a story of God's faithfulness. It's about a man who messed up. Can you relate? We can all relate that Jesus didn't forget about Peter and, and Matthew West and, you know, given that song, the, the lyrics of that song, um, you're the God who stays. When everybody else walks away, when everyone else walks away, you're the God who stays. You're the God who runs in my direction. Remember the parable of the lost son? I'm sorry, I'm going to go a little bit long today. Forgive me. Right? Maybe not too long. I don't want to get my pay reduced or something. This point. But you, think about that for a moment. Y'all remember the story, right? The parable of the lost son. Man, that guy had made some terrible mistakes. Made some, made some terrible decisions. What, what does the father do? Runs towards him. But see, we think that God's just there. Oh, I can't believe you messed up again. Oh, man, we try to be faithful. But we are while we're on this earth, we're full of sin. We need to ask God to forgive us. Every moment, don't wait till the night. God, forgive me. No, forgive me my sin. Do it right then. God, I just messed up. I remember one time, I don't know if I even told you this, a couple years ago I was in PE. And I've never in my life used profanity to a student. And I actually slipped, it slipped out. Me. P, I was so frustrated. All right. I think I said D-A-M-E-N or something, you know. All right. These dang students. Right in front of a student. I was like, what in the world? I said, I'm so sorry. All right. That I said that by you. Did Peter mess up? Most certainly. He... Look at let's go back and look at the actions of our Savior. And we're really not too far from being done. He initiates a conversation. Jesus initiates the conversation and restores his disciple gently and completely. Right? How many times did, did Peter deny Jesus? I know you know this, three times. How many times does he does he restore him here? Three times. Okay. Same amount of times that he messed up that he denied Jesus. Um, I was reading that book that Sal and I have been reading. I can't remember the name of it. Gentle and Lowly. I said, you know, this past week about that, and you know, and how we have a tendency to think God's nature is is wrathful, and, you know, and and, and uh, judgmental, you know. But and, and there's even a part, and I can't remember the exact verse, but he talks about my faithful love, and um, you know, he, he does say that people will be accounted for their sin for you know generations. But my faithful love is from generation to generation. So much more. Yep. And I, ne I read that. I I'm sorry I don't have the verse. And I read it for all. How many times I never saw that. And he says, yes, there's judgment. There's, there's consequences for sin. But man, my, my steadfast love, my hesed is what that is. My hesed goes for a, long, a lot longer than that. You know, thousands and thousands of generations past that. Okay. Oh yeah, it'll be for, from this generation to the next, maybe two or three, four generations. But my, you know, for that wrath and that judgment. But boy, my hesed is forever. Do y'all get it? Am I being clear? Forgive me if I'm not. 
And then his relationship is reconciled. Don't believe it? We know what Peter ends up doing, right? But let me just read you a couple of verses from Peter himself, okay? 1 Peter 5.10. 1 Peter 5.10. See? That the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little while. Seemed like a man talking from experience. Be encouraged today. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that is what? Greater than all our sin. All. About 99.9%. All of it. And then 1 Peter verse 5, he says, You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You are being guarded by God's power through faith, continuing your faith with Him. And then one that we read, that Sally read earlier, uh, it's one of the... Almost close here. I promise we're getting there. Colossians 1, 19-22. For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him, in Christ, and through Him, through Christ, to reconcile everything to Himself, to, to make new, all right, to bring back, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through His blood shed on a cross. Amen? His blood shed on a cross, which we're going to talk about in a couple weeks. Once you were alienated, you ever felt alienated and hostile? in your minds as expressed in your evil actions you ever felt like I can't even walk into this house I can't walk I can't even come through that door which a whole side note sermon I've said it before and you've heard other preachers say it but it doesn't make it less true that our church is not a it's not a house for saints it's a hospital for sinners every single one of us is broken but we know how things are in the, in the church in the south nobody has problems well, that's what you, that's what people would think if you if you came on a Sunday morning, right? Most at most churches, Amen or oh me. See, once you were alienated and hostile, and your minds expressed your evil actions. Verse twenty two. But now he has reconciled you by his physical body through his death to present you holy, faultless, and blameless before him. I asked Sally. Most of the times, I don't ask Sally. I don't I don't ask Sally to play any song. She just is so awesome and. And she and, and she do a great job of the picking those songs every week. Come on, I mean, fantastic. I asked her to play this one. I want her to play this one. I know not why God's get God's wondrous grace to me He hath made known. I don't know, all right. <clears throat> Nor why unworthy Christ in love redeemed me for His own. I, I don't know why He did that. Why He would choose? Why He would do that for me? But I know who I whom I have believed, and am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I know not how this saving faith to me he did impart. I don't know. Nor how, nor how believing in his word wrought peace within my heart. I don't know how it works, but I know it works. Amen. <laughs> I know not how the spirit moves, convincing men of sin, revealing Jesus through the word, creating faith in him. But that happens too. Read his word. Amen. I know not what of good or ill may be reserved for me, of weary ways or golden days before his face I see. I know not when my Lord may come at night or noonday fair, nor if I walk the veil with him or meet him in the air. 
but I know whom I believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Amen. And so I asked um, Mr. Loris and Sally to come up. And Tony Evans, one of my favorite preachers, he said, Peter had brashly vowed to stand with Jesus even if everyone else ran away. But he had placed his confidence in himself. Our flesh, he says, no matter how sincere, cannot achieve righteousness apart from yielding to and depending on the Lord. No matter how good you are, you cannot make it to heaven on those good works. Okay? You can't. No matter how good you are. And can I say on one more thing, if y'all don't mind, I just feel like you know, this is all my heart and I just noticed it this morning. Um, we, we were going, we're driving, and, and there was a lot of clouds in the sky up above us, up, up in front of us. Back here, there weren't any, too many. Uh, I was supposed to be driving, but I was looking at the sky. Sorry. Um, but, and, and, uh, and I'm looking, and I'm seeing, you know, sometimes, how sometimes you can see the rays. You know what I'm talking about? You get, it's like little lines. And I'm seeing all these sun rays and sunlight beams. This Lord's coming from the clouds. I look back behind me, and I don't see that, but there's no clouds in the sky. And it's just, to me, it's just, God just spoke to me. Because I'm thinking, I'm hearing things like talking to Eric Combass. I don't know if he's listening. I don't know. You know, and he's like, he has to have these things that definitely make his life an inconvenience for the rest of his life. He's younger than me. Okay? <clears throat> he's like, but I see your dad. And he adjusted to life that was tough after cancer. Guess I can do it too. And it got me, you know, it just gets me thinking about, you know, just the things that we go through in life and how, how sometimes they're just so difficult, you know. And you think about, you know, uh, Ethan. And, and, man, I love you, Ethan, you know. But you see other, you know, the, the ministry that he has and he can encourage other people that are going through similar things. I can't help people like that Ethan can you know but I don't think he minds me saying that right uh, you know what you go through and the, and the struggles that you go through right and yes it's great to have all sunshine some days amen but the sunshine the sunlight still get through even through the darkened clouds y'all y'all hear the preaching y'all hear what I'm saying even Although there's all those clouds who you know, represent dark times and hard times that we have in life, God, faithful love and light is still shining through in spite of it, maybe because of it. I just want to encourage you today. All right? No matter what we're going through, all right, God is faithful. Amen? All right? Are you placing your confidence in yourself or in what Christ has already done on the cross? My prayer is that you're uh, trusting what Christ did on the cross is counting for you in our place. Amen. So if you need to make a decision today, we're here. We'll go ahead and ask uh, Sally to lead us in a song.